This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns and Chad P. Did you see what I was doing on the floor? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> During the song. I, I missed it completely. I did the Tim Tebow Ebo. Did you really? I did. Did, did you, you see wow. it? Oh, I did. And and we won the game in the last tenth of a second. It worked. What can I say? The Tim Tebow Ebo. Class is in. This is Rock School as we get closer and closer to Christmas and uh, as we get closer and closer to the Super Bowl. Now that Madonna is performing, I I don't know how I'm going to withstand my excitement with Madonna as the halftime performer. Really? Madonna? You couldn't do any better than Madonna. John Cougar Mellencamp wasn't available. I mean, the Super Bowl is going to be in Indianapolis. I haven't seen him putting out a whole lot of new music lately. I think he'd be available. Anyway, my name is Joe Burns. Sitting to my immediate left is... Not Chad Pierce. No, not no. Chad Pierce. Once again, I've brought in my lovely wife, Tammy, and Yay. it did not cost me $200 this time. Uh, in all seriousness, Chad Pierce had a family emergency, which may very well keep him out next week as well. So if you're okay with it, I may ask you to come back next hey, week. Hey, I'm loving it. There you are. So I, I am a better Chad. A better Chad than Chad is as well. So uh, we wish Chad the best. We wish his family the best. Uh, obviously, I don't have his permission to talk about what uh, the family emergency is, but uh, just know that uh, if you're going to have something go wrong, at the holidays, you know, not that it it, it makes it any worse or, or better. Uh, it's just that for something to go wrong, if it's going to go wrong at the holidays, it just sort of amplifies it. So, yeah, it does. Um, he's one of uh, one of our best friends and uh, is the godfather of our children, and we we just feel awful that uh, that he's he and his family are going through this at this time. So, let's move on to the show. How many times do I pick up my guitar each day? I don't know. How many times? Oh, gosh. It's ridiculous, I, I, isn't I, it? I need to put a counter on it. That's a good thing, huh? I also have a pile of little picks. Yes, and they're everywhere. Fact, they're in the washer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the dryer. In the dryer. Clickety-clickety-clickety-click. What is this thing? Right. It's, and what I just purchased was new Van Halen picks. They're now selling a little tin of Van Halen picks, and I purchased them, which got me to thinking, what is it? that rock guitarists use as picks for their guitars. Do they all use those same little plastic or nylon or celluloid or tortoise shell things that I use? Somebody has to be using them. Sure, somebody's got to be using them. And I know they don't use the same things I do because I use the cheapest ones I can get my hands on because I'm cheap. Exactly. Go ahead. Say the name of the pick you use. The nylon. I do. I use uh, Jim Dunlap 72s. 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 That's right. Anything lighter is too flappy. Anything above that is too heavy. Like Frank Zappa, I think, used a rock. 
I mean, his his was so hard. So I began to do the the research into what do people use to actually pluck the strings, the metruplextrum on their guitar, and I found the most interesting array of stuff that rock stars used to pluck the strings on their guitar. So let us begin. You know, Brian May of Queen. Absolutely. Right. Now, when he plays a Stratocaster and he wants it to sound like the 1950s, he will actually use a pick. But when he wants that famous Queen sound that's very scrapey, when when you hear the, the string plucked, it, Okay, what is it? What it. is it? What is it? It's a, a British sixpence piece. It's a coin which has been filed to have a bit of a point on it, but it's a coin. So when it plucks, it scrapes. Picks are very, very slick. So they, they, you don't really hear the pick hit. You just hear the string ring. But he uses a, a sixpence coin, so it scrapes when Very it cool, very, very cool. cool. So here is Brian May. This one's called Sleeping on the Sidewalk. And listen to when it hits on it. Just a little bit of scrape into it. So... I want to sound like Queen. Well, you're going to have to go to the UK, get a coin, sharpen it, then you're a little bit closer. Of course, you then have to make your own guitar. So here it is, sleeping on the sidewalk. Rock school. There you go. Brian May of Queen playing with the British Sixpence piece. Uh, uh, I also talked about uh, other people using strange things to pluck on their guitar with. Dig this. Noted 80s session guitarist David Pearson used old credit cards. Oh, I've got some up. of those he could have. Yeah, I'd like to take some of them away from you <laughs> and all of that. Did anybody else use a coin? Yeah, a bunch of other people used a coin. Uh, people from Leonard Skinner used a coin. Which, and this guy. Which kind, of, which kind of coin did they use? I, I, Just I, a, I a used US, coins before. A U.S. Yeah. coin? If you're a jazz player, you use a dime. And if you're a rock player, you use a quarter or a 50-cent piece. I don't know why jazz players always use teeny tiny little cor- little picks. They like the sound, yeah, I guess. They just use little tiny picks. So We're talking about what you use to actually pluck on the strings many guys actually do use a pick they use a regular pick but picks come in different sizes most people when they think of a guitar pick think of like a little teardrop shape thing where it's kind of fat at the top and then kind of goes down to obviously a point and you use the point to pluck at it fender came out with this kind of a pick that was a triangle on it because believe it or not one of the reasons i use nylon picks is because when i used the old fender celluloid picks the plastic picks they would break right i remember that and once yep. they would snap that's it yeah you'd have to reach up and grab another pick mm-hmm. you know, off of either you had a piece of tape on your guitar which i hated or you had a piece of tape on the microphone you'd reach up and grab it and, and throw the you broken didn't have like somewhere. 50 lined up like uh no. edward van halen and no, throwing them to the that. girls in the crowd he never threw picks oh please he never. michael anthony threw picks as if they were you know the antidote to the <laughs> virus the audience had <laughs> but eddie never threw picks um but, but a, a pick was created by, I think it was Fender, that was a triangle. So if it snapped, you could turn the pick and do it. The problem is, it was this big, giant triangle in your fingers, and I never liked it. It just never, didn't feel good, huh? No, it didn't feel quite right and all of that. The teardrop shape, however, everybody expects that you just use the, the point. But a lot of guitarists actually don't use the point point. 
it's it's too harsh of an attack. It's too it's like playing with a needle. So some guitarists, I say some a lot actually, turn the pick around and they use the rounded edge of the pick to play. George Lynch does it, and so does this guy, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He plays with extremely heavy strings, which is why his strings have such a, you know, donk when they're hit. But another reason it has such an attack when his strings are hit is he plays with the back edge rounded part of the pick. This is Stevie Ray Vaughan. Song's called Empty Arms right here. Back's cool. This is Rock School talking about the actual plucktrum that rock stars hold in their hand and pluck the strings with. We're not getting into those that pluck with their fingers. I actually want a thing that you hold in your hand. And by the way, Chad Pierce is not here. A bit of a family emergency around the Christmas holidays. My loving wife, Tammy, is actually here. Hello there. I've never actually played guitar with a machine in my right hand, an electric machine. Have you have <laughs> ever done that? I don't know, grabbed your epilady? Don't and, uh, even kind of try to pick up one of the electric machines at our house and do this. No? Don't. Pick no. Up the coffee maker and play around with the kind of thing? Paul Gilbert played with Mr. Big and also has done a lot of uh, stuff on his own. If you don't know who Paul Gilbert is and you're a guitarist or just dig fast, fast, fast guitar, I urge you to go to YouTube and just simply put in Paul Gilbert, G-I-L-B-E-R-T, and watch the guy play. It's it's silly speed. I mean, so fast, it's one of those where you think, well, I no longer want to play the instrument, and you'll put it down. He's really that good. Paul Gilbert played for a group called Mr. Big. You know the song, Be With You. Absolutely. Every girl loved it. Well, he also had a lot of rockers on that. And there's a song that the group did called Daddy, Brother, Lover, Little Boy from the album Lean Into It back in 1991. However, guitarists don't know it as Daddy, Brother, Lover, Little Boy. It's known as the electric drill song. Because what Gilbert did no. was take an electric drill. Actually, it's a, a, a drill with a, a, um, a battery in it. You, you never, listen to me, do not plug your warning, electric warning. guitar in and then plug in your Black & Decker drill and put them together. You'll complete a circuit oh, and boy. you will shock the hairs off of your Head. Yes, you don't want to do that. So what he did was take an electric drill at the end of it, created this little thing that had about four or five little sticks coming off of it and attached a pick to each one of the sticks. So he turned on the drill and this thing went and picked the guitar. Once again, the song is called Daddy, Brother, Lover, Little Boy, and most guitarists know it as as the electric drill song. As a matter of fact, it got known as that so well that in reissues of the album, it actually says after the title in parentheses, the electric drill song. Oh, I want to hear this. It's in the guitar solo. Listen for it. Here you go, Mr. Big. Paul Gilbert, the electric drill song, Rock School.
Oh, what'd you think? Oh, man. That's fast. It's crazy. And his fingers keep up. That's what drives me absolutely crazy about them. Anyone can get a drill and on that kind of thing, but his fingers keep up. That's what drives me crazy about it. You know, I I was thinking, who invented the pick? That's an amazing question. It's almost as if we planned it before the break <laughs> that you would ask me who invented Educate the Educate me. <laughs> Educate me right here. Uh, I did do a little bit of research into it, and it's one of those things where you type it into Google and you think, now, you know, no one's actually written anything in the history of the guitar pick, have they? Yes. Guitars generally came from lutes, you know, lutes and right. that kind of thing. Lutes were plucked to begin with with fingers, but when they wanted more of an attack, they plucked them with, believe it or not, feather quills. I believe you know, that. The hard yes. part of I a feather. I figured they would use a bone. Right. Or, Maybe a bone. It says here, yeah, a, a bone or ivory was used as well. They would cut ivory into a square or a triangle and, and, and something like that. Why are picks oftentimes called tortoise shell picks that sort of light and dark brown pattern oh, no. called tortoise shell it exactly, comes huh? from just that when you take a tortoise shell and remove it from the turtle you know it, ouch a, it's very cold but <laughs> what you could do is literally cut the segments out and the segments then could be cut into that teardrop and smacked flat and there was a sort of a, what would you call it, an op- opaqueness to it. You could see through it. And it was very prized to have a tortoise shell pick when you played your lutes. That's literally where it came from. When you say cool. a pick is tortoise shell, at one point in time, they weren't kidding. It was made out of tortoise shell. And it says here that hawks bills were at one point in time popular. Really? Really, the bills of a hawk. Apparently, they killed hawks or falcons or things like that. The bill of a bird. I didn't I, know you could eat a hawk. I, I didn't know you'd want to eat a hawk. I, apparently, you know, you, you, you're going to eat me. I'm going to eat you first. I'll take your bill. When the first plastic picks came out, they were made of celluloid, as in the same stuff that movie you know strips are made out of. They were made in 1922 by a company called Deandra Picks, and they were printed to look like tortoise shells. Because that's what everybody wanted. It was shown that tortoise shells were the most expensive. They were the thing. If if you could afford a tortoise shell pick, you were really high end. So what they did is, you know, celluloid is clear. So you could make it any color you wanted. So they made it look like the most expensive pick on on the planet. And everyone went, hey, look, now I got a tortoise shell pick. And since it was plastic, it was much more durable and it hung around. And since it was plastic, celluloid, you could print anything you wanted onto it. Your Plus name, they save the tortoises. And save the tortoises cuz they don't run very fast no. and they can they can get away not. So, <laughs> who's listening to us? Uh, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, Home of the Picks? No. Chad always makes a joke at Well, this point you know in time. I was I was going to do like a IE kind <laughs> no. of thing there no, no doesn't work does no, it? No, not in Shreveport. Right. Hello KLSU on the campus of uh, Louisiana State University. Uh, you guys are out, we're out. Uh, boys, this campus dead. I got to tell you there's nobody on this campus. Finals are over. The only people that are here Parking are the people, is great. Yeah, parking's easy. The only people that are here are the people who are paid to be here. And us we're not making any money. Join us on Facebook. Go to uh, Facebook and search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in one minute. Rock School.
Okay, one more song to the bottom of the hour here on Rock Schools. We talk about the things people use to pluck the strings on their guitars. Jimi Hendrix. Okay, I'm going to play a live version of Hey Joe from The Winterland. And the reason I'm using this is because if you go to YouTube, you can see, and the reason I'm choosing this is because I went to YouTube and I went Jimi Hendrix playing with his teeth. Okay, and you can see Jimi Hendrix pull the Stratocaster up and plays it with his teeth. However, you never do see his mouth touching the strings on that on the guitar because the guitar is in front of his face. Here's the thing. I have never believed that Jimi Hendrix played with his teeth. Everybody, they they say, well, Jimi Hendrix plays with his teeth. Really? (laughs) Really? Do me a favor. Take a guitar, pick it up. Put it up to your mouth and play with your teeth. Go ahead. Try it. There ouch. Are, there are six strings. Not ouch. Ouch, maybe. You may cut the sides of your mouth. Oh. Go ahead. Try it. The six strings on the guitar are normally flat. If they're not flat, there is an extremely slight bow to it. I have always believed, and I know there are people out there that are Hendrix fans. No, man. Hendrix always played with his teeth, man. I don't buy it. I don't buy it as far as I could throw the man. And he was a big guy. With weird teeth if he was playing with his teeth, right? He didn't play with his teeth. You sure about that? If he played with anything, he used his tongue, which would have been really stupid on an electric guitar on stage with 11,000 watts rolling through the thing. Ouch. Teeth even stupider. Try to hit a specific string with your teeth and if not a specific string, well, they can hit the high E string. Really? Try to hit any string other than the high E string with your tongue. Oh, he practiced a lot. No! He couldn't have done this. Anyway, I think he couldn't have done it. Well, how did he do it? Yeah, what's Jimmy using? His, his, Nothing. His lips? He brought the guitar up. And he used his left hand to hammer on the strings really hard. And since the guitar was so amplified, it gave the impression he was playing with his teeth. Did he maybe touch it with his tongue or his teeth? Yeah, probably. But did he literally use his teeth as a pick to pluck the strings? No. <laughs> That's a great. A that was a great visual. You can get up no. off the floor now. No. There's no, no, he didn't do it. Feel free to send me emails. Feel free to tell me I'm just lying. Send them, folks. Come no, on. Not a chance. He did this. He did it by just hammering on with his left hand and bringing it up. And every time that he, in Melody Maker or whatever magazine, it said, Jimi Hendrix played with his teeth. He sat there, crossed his arms, and laughed a little bit because it was a stage trick. He played with his teeth. Do it. Pick your guitar up. Not electric. Bring it to your face and play with your teeth. You do it. Then come talk There's to the me. There's the challenge right there. there. It's hey Joe by Hendrix right here at Rock School. All right, welcome to the bottom of the hour. No way he played that with his teeth. 
Nope. No way. <laughs> My name is Joe Burns. Uh, who are you? Oh, I'm your wife, Tammy, Tammy Burns. Burns. Yeah. And uh, we will get back to talking about things that people use to pluck the strings on their guitars in just a minute. But first, let's take a break and do seven days in 70 seconds on these dates. December 12th through December 18th. That's a Monday through a Sunday. Tammy has Monday. Go. Um, Monday, December the 12th, 2003. Mick Jagger is knighted by Prince Charles at Buckingham Palace. I think he went down on one knee with a sword. On Absolutely. The you so? have to do that. Tuesday, December 13th, 1999. BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated, states that the Righteous Brothers song, You've Lost That Love and Villain, is the most performed song of the century. Mm. Wednesday, December the 14th, 2004. Thousands of people attend a service for Dimebag Daryl. Daryl is laid to rest later that day. Thursday, December 15th, 1956, 55 years ago, Elvis Presley performs for the last time on the Louisiana Hayride, a live radio program broadcast in Shreveport, Louisiana. At the end of the show, a guy named Horace Logan says a phrase that has now become legendary, and it goes out over the air. He says, Elvis has left the building. Friday, December 16th, 2001, 10 years ago, Stuart Addison, lead singer, guitarist of the Scottish rock band Big Country, is found dead in a hotel room in Honolulu. And the autopsy reveals that he died by self-strangulation. Why am I getting all the dead people? What What's up with this? It was set up that way. Saturday, December 17th, 1996, 15 years ago, at a press conference, singer Celine Dion admits that uh, her career has prevented her from becoming a mother. Actually, it was all that hitting herself in the chest. Uh, the Canadian megastar says she will take a break and concentrate on starting a family, and a little later on, she becomes a mommy. Sunday, December 18th, 10 years ago, Jay-Z, otherwise known as Sean Carter, becomes the first hip-hop artist ever to release an album on the MTV Un series. Okay, back to people who use weird things to pluck on their guitars. All right, here's a guitarist that's kind of out there. You kind of have to know who you're after, know who you're looking for in this one. This is a guy by the name of Matthias Eklund. He is a a, a real innovator kind of guy. You're not going to get hits out of him, but he's sort of a, I will try anything. I am the guy who will sort of you know do it before anyone else does it. And it's, it's one of these sort of acquired taste kind of guys. Here is a song of his called Chopstick Boogie. And the reason it's called Chopstick is because he uses a volume pedal so he can swell the volume on the guitar. He then uses a whammy bar in there. But what does he use to actually make the guitar play? Well, the name of the song is Chopstick Boogie. So he's in his right hand using a chopstick to bang on the strings. And you'll be stunned at how fast he gets this chopstick going. Is it a uh, a cheapy chopstick oh, no. like you get? Or is it is it a, is it a really a real chopstick? This guy's you know? loaded. This guy's loaded. There you go. Chopstick Boogie. Matthias Eklund right here. Rock School. All right, this is Rock School as we talk about weird things that people use to pluck on the guitar strings. We've gone through coins. We've gone through credit cards. Uh, we just did chopsticks. Have you ever heard of a thing called the Ebo? The Ebo. 
Yes and no. I, yes I and no. Yeah, I, I've never owned wor- one. You never, you never heard me play it. No, no. Okay, the Ebo is a little electronic device. Just looks like a little U. It's maybe four inches long, and it's got a little hook on the top that a little battery sits inside. A little nine volt battery. You may not have heard of the Ebo, but you've heard the Ebo in songs. Do you know the song by Nazareth? Love hurts. Love the song. Played that at your prom, did they? Yes, they Many did. Times. Slow dance. Yeah. Great slow, slow dance. dance. at my prom. It was no, all, you, all Bob Seger. You couldn't even touch at your prom, could no, you? No, it was in Cleveland. You had to have 10 fingers between the people. It was ridiculous. Those nuns. You may have actually heard Ebo inside of A Love Hurts. Peter Buck uses it in the song Ebo the Letter. Zach Wilde, it's in Here for You. Uh, Billy Corrigan uses it all the time in Smashing Pumpkins tunes. Uh, Symphony, Perfect, Speed Kills. Let me give you another couple here. Uh, Noel Gallagher uses it in Don't Look Back in Anger. What is it? You know how a violin works. You take the bow and you draw the bow across the string. And it works pretty much the same way as uh, you annoying young kids at Thanksgiving dinner, licking the top of your finger and running it around the top of a glass. (laughs) What the Ebo does is puts out a frequency that causes the string to vibrate. Nothing touches the string. It just produces a frequency that causes the string to vibrate. So the string begins to play without an attack, without a pluck. Wow. It just begins to play. It's a neat little thing. I don't even know how much it would cost. I've never owned one. And, but Do you, you hold it in it, your hand? You do. You hold it as if it is a pick, okay. like a little U. And when you get close enough to the string, it goes whoom, and begins the Very string. Very cool. You know, to, it's to magic. play. It's not magic, but if that's if that's how you want to think about it, sure. That's the way I think my eye, uh, my iPhone works. I think there's a wizard inside of it. When you use it, you can strum with it, meaning go across all of the strings, and it will strum the guitar, or you can go string to string, which is how they do it inside of Love Hurts. Again, YouTube it. Just go on and put in Ebo. Make sure you put a hyphen between the, word, the letter E and the word bow, and there it will be. Listen to the solo inside of Love Hurts, and you'll hear the 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 song or the the notes begin to play without an attack. They will just whoom, come into being, and that's what the e bow does. It's meant to mimic sort of a violin bow. Can we dance we during this cer- song? Can we, we slow dance? Can. We're gonna have to Cleveland slow dance though. You're no, gonna have to be we're married. About Come on. seven or nine inches away from me. But here you go. Love Hurts right here, Rock School. Did you see what I was doing on the floor? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> During the song. I, I, I missed it completely. I did the Tim Tebow Ebo. Did you really? I did. Did, did you, you see wow. it? Oh, I did. And, and we won the game in the last tenth of a second. It worked. What can I say? The Tim Tebow Ebo. All right, welcome to the second break here on Rock Schools. We talk about things that actually are used to strum and pluck the guitar. I did a, a search on the interweb just to see what kind of different kinds of picks I could buy, and I found lots of places that would print different kinds of stuff on your guitar picks and such. And I don't really want to spend 200 and something dollars to have stuff printed on my picks. However, I found a company called Timbertones that makes guitar picks out of exotic woods. 
So if I wanted, I could get an ebony pick. Nice. Yeah, and they're not cheap, but on the same aspect. Well, they're made out of wood, so they're extremely stiff. I don't know that I'd really like that. There's another pick here called the jellyfish, which looks like a pick, but instead of where the little sort of point is, it has a series of little plastic, I don't know, springs coming out of the bottom. So it's as if you're playing the guitar with a brush. Hmm. Or a little comb. Or a little comb, yeah. It says that it gives you a much more subdued sound. And you know, you can see where there's places you'd need that. There's one called the F1 pick, where instead of the pick being flat, it's twisted. So your hand can be in a much more comfortable position. It's a tornado, huh? It's a tornado pick, yeah. Here's a a company out of the UK, and the only reason I know it's out of the UK is because these things are 3.99 pounds, you know, British sterling pounds. It's out of cowhorn and hooves, actual Mm. cow and hoof picks. And it says here, they create a more balanced tone similar to the tortoise, the actual tortoise shell picks of yesteryear. Okay, can I buy one of those? Or is that just a little too, ew? You can buy all of them, I I don't care. Absolutely, you're rich. (laughs) Yes, I am. Uh, And finally, there's one called the wire thing. It's a plastic pick, except where it comes down to a point, it's actually a bent wire coming off of it. And it's meant to have an extremely metallic attack. Extremely Wire metallic thing. attack. Yeah, I, like I, I think it's kind of neat. So well, there you go. That's a, a couple different picks you can get. So uh, who's also listening to us? The nicest people in the world at WBSD Burlington, Wisconsin. <laughs> they are. They're they the are. nicest people ever up the, there. Well, and and equally as nice are the people at the Radio Universidad Salamanca, Spain. So uh, we have to take a break. Come back, and we're going to play. Uh, talk about how people hold picks uh, and give you some playing from people who hold the pick in a very very strange way. Back in a minute. Rock school. All right, coming out of the break, I said I would talk about people who hold the picks strangely. I'm of the opinion the pick should be held in a sort of classical, traditional way. You hold it as if you're grabbing a pinch of salt between the thumb and the first finger, the pad of the first finger. Some people hold it sort of, you know, in a real strong way between the first knuckle of the first finger and the Oh, and, the and that, that drives you it nuts. It does. I don't know how people do that. It, you get too much hand on the strings. Eddie Van Halen, however, holds the pick between his thumb and his middle finger, leaves his first finger free to do all that tapping stuff. Um, James Hetfield, uh, Jeff Hanneman, and Steve Morse all hold the pick using three fingers, thumb on one side, middle and index on the other side. And then this one I found was interesting. Freddie King, who just went into the um, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Jimmy Rogers, who was a guitarist for uh, Muddy Waters, they both hold two picks. How? Well, they just simply pinch them together, and it gives them sort of a double hit when they when they play. No tape, no super glue. Nothing. None of hold that them stuff. Both together. Just... Nothing that I found. And they're both the same kind of pick. The the same kind of pick. Hold them together, and they play them together, and it gives them a harder and a, a double smack when it goes on. So I grabbed some old Jimmy Rogers stuff when he played with Muddy Waters, and. I swear I can hear that double. Maybe I just believe I can hear it. But listen, here's Muddy Waters. It's called I'm Ready. It's it's Jimmy Rogers playing the guitar work for him. Listen, I swear I can hear it. Sounds like this. Rock School. I am ready. Ready as anybody can be. 
Okay, last break here on Rock School, talking about things people use to pluck on the strings. By the way, Tammy, thank you for coming in and sitting in for Chad. I know I don't have his lovely blue eyes. No, you miss you those, don't you? It does. It, it makes me sparkle. Um, let me tell Our you the little ones. little Cajun boy. They do. Let me uh, tell you the ones we didn't get to. Jimmy Page plays with a bow. Why didn't you play Jimmy Page? Well, because it's normally in the middle of days confused and it goes on for... Ever and days and confuses you. <laughs> uh, Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top uses an old Mexican five peso coin to play a lot of his stuff, and we did Brian May playing with a pretty sixpence. So you know, Eddie Van Halen plays pound cake with a, an electric drill. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Adam Jones from Tool uses an Apple eighty two sometimes no. to play. I'm not kidding you. It, you'll find it right at the beginning of the song "Push It." Listen really? to right the beginning of the song, push it, and you'll hear the, the thing sort of humming as the guitar is playing. It's done with an epilady. Anything to get the string vibrating, and it and it will work. This is the one we're going to finish up on, Sonic Youth. The song's called The Burning Spear. This is how Thurston does it. Take a guitar stick, stick it behind the strings at the 12th fret. Then take another guitar, or take another drumstick, and hit the strings in front of of the the stick down where the pickups are and then behind the stick on the neck in front of the in front of the stick behind the stick in front of the stick behind it bong 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 you need like four hands to to do this no he just takes his left hand and drops it because he's got the stick behind the strings at the 12th fret on the guitar so the strings sort of bowed down they're like tented up now he just pang 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 and the bass comes in behind it and it sits kind of a neat little song not much to it other than that sound and a little bit of a little bit of a neat bass line in it but it's sonic youth man it's it's they come up with neat little grooves so we wrap up on that once again i'm joe burns i'm tammy burns we do our christmas show next week thanks for listening class is dismissed 